Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenway finishes up our short Christmas series and talks about experiencing the peace of God. We look at Luke 2, verses 13 through 14, and Isaiah 9, 6, seeing that Jesus comes as the Prince of Peace. Dallas challenges us to experience the peace of God by spending time with Him daily, weekly, and annually. We hope you enjoy this message and have a Merry Christmas. So we are indeed in the final, it's just crazy to me, right? The final middle school Sunday morning and then high school tonight of 2019. It's insane. So we're not going to be here in the next two weeks. When we come back, it'll be 2020. We will officially be in the future. We'll officially have started a new decade. It's like the beginning of a new decade, like that's the only beginning of a new decade that you guys can remember, right? Unless you were maybe three and then maybe you can kind of remember when we hit 2010. But it's just crazy to think. Um, all the things that have changed in the last, really, few years, but then the last 10 years. 10 years ago, I was in college. I was a freshman in college. It's just wild to think about. I know. Does that make me sound really old? Mm. Makes me kind of feel old, but I know that I'm not, so there's that. Uh, All right, so along with that, we're in the final series of this two-weeker, just a two-weeker, called Unwrapped, right? And we're talking about how Jesus is the greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of the world, and he has been unwrapped for us to to enjoy, enjoy for us to, that was weird, for us to enjoy, for us to do life with, for us to uh, to walk with every single day. And last week, Bob Greer did a great job of walking us through Luke chapter 2, and he talked about uh, really just the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus, and we're going to still talk about that t- that today, this morning, but we're going to specifically zoom in on like uh, just one part or even kind of really one sentence that is found in Luke chapter 2 and talk about what does that mean for our lives. So you can go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2 if you want, and we'll get there in just a minute. Uh, but Christmas is here, and so I kind of wanted to hear from you guys. What are the things that you are excited about? With Christmas, are there certain things you're hoping that Santa leaves under the tree for you, right? Or are there, uh, like, who's traveling in here? Is anybody traveling? Yep. A lot of people traveling. Yep. Nearly a third of you guys traveling. Who thinks you're going the farthest away when you travel? Who thinks you're going? Dalton, where are you going? You forgot, but it's what? Branson? Is that Missouri? Oh, okay. Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty far. Ladies? Maryland, nice. Go Ravens. That's pretty far. 45 minutes away is very far, especially when you have to go to the bathroom, right? Will, where are you going? Westminster in Colorado. Wow. Yeah. So you're going two places? Or Westminster is in Colorado. Okay, gotcha. I've never been to Colorado, so I wouldn't know. Dawson, where are you going? Going to Florida? That's pretty far. Going four minutes away. Four minutes can also be a long time when you have to use the bathroom, right? All right, so a lot of you are traveling, like a third of you guys are traveling. We're going to go to North Carolina at least for a few days, right? So that's fun. Who's excited just to be out of school? Anybody excited to be out of school? Nice. Nice. Yeah, me too. Excited to be out of school. I don't care to ever go back. Um, But stay in school, guys. It's good for you. Uh, It truly is. So um, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'm, you know, I did the school thing. Uh, what about any, anything else you guys are excited about over Christmas break? Anybody? Presents. Uh, Aiden, what are you excited about? What is it? Oh, his birthday. His birthday is on December 22nd. So he's got something to look forward to. Connor? 
New Year's? Yeah, we get to celebrate New Year's 2020. JJ, partying? Okay, but in like a Christian way, right? Okay, yeah, just good, good fun partying. JT, sleeping, yes. So you guys are going to have a lot more time uh, over the next like, well, you have one more week of school, most of you, right? Um, I know everybody, we could raise everybody's hand and, and go, go around the room the whole time. Uh, but that's the last one we're going to take. So there's a lot of things to be excited about with the coming weeks, right? So what I want to do this morning, again, what I think Bob did well last week was remind us of the real reason for the Christmas season, right? That always sounds cheesy when I say it. And I want to do like one last push this morning. And, you know, I'm sure you'll hear from Jim or Charlie over the next couple weeks about why we celebrate Christmas. Um, but really, what we're going to talk about here, it, it, it doesn't just have to do like only with the birth of Jesus, right? And it's not something that has to stay just in the Christmas season, what we're going to talk about this morning. It, but it's something that really should affect all of our lives every single day, all right? Whether you have thought about it this way or, or not. Um, and in fact, the, the whole story of Jesus' birth, like the whole reason we celebrate Christmas, shouldn't just be celebrated on Christmas, Right? It actually, Jesus should be celebrated throughout all of our, all of our lives. Uh, maybe you didn't realize this. I think some people in first service were surprised. But did you know that Jesus' birthday is not actually December 25th, right? In fact, it's pretty much like 90-something percent sure like, that Jesus was not born in December at all, okay? So some, there's some different thoughts out there. Here's kind of my favorite, right, is that somebody already said it that he was born in September, okay? I was born in September, and just by, like, stars and all the stuff like that, there are people, you can Google this, it's one of the first things that pops up, uh, but some people think that he was actually born on September 11th, which is my birthday, right? So, I know your birthday is really cool and everything, but do you share it with our Lord and Savior? I don't know if I do, but somebody thinks that I do, right? So, uh, that, that's my favorite no, no, I did not say that I am Jesus, okay? Let's make that clear. Let it be known on the podcast. I am far, far from it, but I'm thankful for him. All right, so let's talk about, let's talk about this thing, and to help us remember the reason for the season uh, and to, to get us started in thinking uh, about this piece specifically that we're about to talk about. Ooh, that actually kind of kind of is what we're going to talk about. But this, this piece of it, okay, we're going to actually watch the screens and hear from our friend Linus on what the real reason for the Christmas season is about, all right? Thank you, Linus. Isn't that sweet? How many of you know that you've got it memorized? Does anybody have that memorized? In first service, there are a bunch of people like, lights, please, right? Like they were saying it as Linus was saying it. But Linus is speaking, he's quoting from Luke chapter 2, right? Which again is where Bob read from and where we're going to read part of this morning. And the, the piece that I want to zone in on actually is peace, right? P-E-A-C-E. And it's the last little bit of what Linus was talking about. And it is one of the main reasons that Jesus came here to earth is to bring peace, right? So let's see Luke chapter 2 verses 13 and 14, what Uh, what the Christmas account says. It says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace 
among those with whom he is pleased. So here's what we're zoning in on today is the peace of God, right? Jesus came. He was born in the form of a, a baby, right? Pooped and peed and did all the things babies do, right? Cried, wham, wham, whack. You imagine the son of God doing all that stuff, right? I mean, he was, he was a normal baby. He, he did those things, right? He did normal baby things. I can tell you more but it would probably gross you out, you know, because we have a little baby in the house and everything. But Jesus was a baby. He came in the form of a baby, lived a, a perfect life, a sinless life. Can you imagine that? Knowing the own depths of your sin and me knowing the depths of my sin. Like, he lived completely perfect and then died on a cross, a death that he did not deserve so that you and I could experience peace, right? Rose again three days later. Walked around, people saw him, they touched him, they put their fingers in the nail prints in his hands, right? Or the the holes in his hands, I should say. Saw that he was fully alive again. And then he goes to be with the Father, and that's where he is today, right? And Jesus, the reason that he did all of that was so that you and I would have an invitation to experience peace with him. Peace on earth. Maybe what we always add to that is goodwill towards men, right? Peace. And and here's the deal. Like, so, so where is this peace? Like, why are we not experiencing it? Because there's still war. There's still hard stuff. There's still all of the mental battles that are going on in our heads, right? There still is, like, homework, which is oftentimes not peaceful, right? Like, there's, there's all these things that are, like, the last word we would use to describe them is peaceful, including, like, most of our lives and our family's life, Right? Last word we would use is peaceful. So if Jesus came 2,000 years ago bringing this peace with him so that we would have access to it, so that we would, like the invitation is out there for us to experience that peace, where is, where is said peace? Or did Jesus just miss it? Was this, this just a mistake? I mean, I'll tell you it wasn't a mistake. In fact, this was prophesied about, like people spoke about this, literally the words from God spoken through man about Jesus coming. They were spoken long before Jesus actually came, and they talked about peace long before Jesus came to bring peace. In fact, in, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it's 700 years before Jesus shows up on the scene, right? And this guy, Isaiah, he was a prophet of God. He spoke on behalf of God. He prophesies about Jesus coming, and one of the most popular phrases about who Jesus is is found in this verse, right? Isaiah chapter 9, remember 700 years before Jesus ever shows up on the scene, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Okay, if wars haven't stopped and all this craziness and all this chaos is still going on today in our life, what does it mean that Jesus came to bring peace? It's an open question for you guys. What do you think it means that Jesus came to bring peace, that he is described as the prince of peace? How would you define peace then? Anybody want to take a stab? Yeah, JT? We seek it, we find it. Okay, so if you're looking for peace... And maybe you'll find it. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so kind of if you trust Jesus through hard times, he's going to bring you through those hard times and maybe give you a different perspective, right? Some joy or maybe even happiness in the midst of tough circumstances. Connor? 
Nice. I like that. If you find peace, you will show others to have peace. I think that's definitely getting at, all these things are getting at what we're talking about this morning. Yep. If you have Jesus, then you'll have peace. I like that. I think that that's true. So peace, uh, actually in the Old Testament, the Old Testament was mostly written in Hebrew, right? And the Hebrew word for peace is something that you've probably heard if you've been downstairs in a service or uh, or just talk to Jim Thompson. He likes to use the word shalom. Everyone say shalom. Shalom. Turn to your neighbor and just shalom. Say shalom. Just breathe it on him. Your nasty breath. Shalom. Right? Shalom means whole or complete, right? That's the kind of peace like something was fractured or broken, but, but peace makes it whole again, right? So there's a wholeness, there's a, a completeness to the peace that Jesus came to bring, right? In the New Testament, so the Old Testament, remember, mostly written in Hebrew, the New Testament was written in Greek, okay? And the word for peace that is used here in Luke chapter 2 is irene, all right? Everybody say irene. Irene, oh yeah, it kind of sounds like the whip and the nene, but that's the, he, that's the Greek word for peace, and that word actually means like a state of calmness or tranquility, right? If you've ever played Overwatch, there's a character in Overwatch that says tranquility, uh, and so it always makes me think of, of this word, right? But so, so calmness, tran- tranquility, a state of tranquility, wholeness, completeness, this is the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring, but how many of us actually experience that in our lives? Like, how many of us would really say that our lives are defined by peace, or that our lives are peaceful, or that our minds are peaceful, that we're at peace in our relationships with other people? Like, how many of us would describe ourselves that way? Yet Jesus came to bring it, and I actually think that we as Christians should actually be known for being people of peace. So what does this mean? Like, what, what does this practically mean that Jesus came to bring peace? Well, I do actually think that part of it is that eventually everything that's broken, everything that's sad will be made whole and will be made happy at some point in the distant future or maybe far closer than we think. That at some point that Jesus will come back and he will right everything that's been wronged and that we will, we will experience like true peace with no wars, with no sin, with no uh, hard, hardships in relationship. Like we, we will experience complete peace at some point. But Jesus wasn't just coming so that at some point in a far off time, in a far off land, along a galaxy far, far away, right? Like so at some point we would experience peace, but, but he came so that we could also experience it right now. And here's, here's what I think it means when we talk about peace with God. Uh, Notice actually in Luke chapter 2, go back to that verse, put it on the screen, that this peace, this is offered to everybody, but everybody doesn't actually experience it. Notice at the very bottom, what does it say? It says, on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus is offering this peace. This is maybe a bigger reason than we realize why we don't experience peace right now on this earth, like no war, none of the nonsense, like because not everybody believes. The, God's peace is for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So if you've done that, you can actually experience the peace that we're about to talk about in just a second. But if you haven't, the invitation is still open. So here, here's a question for you. This is kind of a bigger question than maybe you thought you were going to get this morning. But have you put your 
faith and trust in Jesus. The Prince of Peace, the one who came to bring peace to this earth, the one who came to bring peace in all the ways that we're about to talk about. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus or are you just going through the motions? Like you come on Sundays and, you know, if if I gave you a test about things about God or things about Jesus or the Holy Spirit, you would ace the test, right? You know all the answers. But you also know in your heart that none of it's clicked. None of it's really made complete sense. It all just kind of sounds like a fairy tale. Like you're, but you're just going through the motions because you kind of have to, right? But, but the invitation is still there for you to, to truly trust in him. Maybe you're not just going through the motions, but maybe you're like hanging on to the faith of your parents, right? Well, I grew up in a Christian home. Like I'm sure if I was born in like, you know, a Muslim home or a Hindu home, I, I just would believe what they believe. That's just kind of how it works, right? Like, are you holding on to the faith of your parents and you haven't yet made it your own? It's kind of a big question. Because only then will you experience the peace of God that we're talking about this morning. It's maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day that you trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior and experience this peace. So what is this peace that we're talking about? Well, I think it shows itself in three big ways, right? The peace that we're talking about this morning is peace with God, first and foremost, right? Jesus came, and one of the biggest reasons that he came, right, if not the biggest, is because there, were, there was a cavern between us. There was a gap between us and God. We are dirty, rotten sinners. That's just our, our human nature is we want to go our own way. We want to do our own thing. We, wanna, we just want to do whatever we want to do, right? But, but in, in reality, the thing that we want more than we could ever hope to be able to explain or, or completely understand is that we want to be with our Father. We want to be with our Creator. We want to be with God. And Jesus came, away, came and made a way for that to happen so that your sin would be made white as snow. And when God looks at you, that he would look at you just as he sees his son. That you could have right relationship with God, whole, complete, calm, peaceful relationship with God. Jesus came for that. Do you experience that? If you've put your trust in God, when you think about God, how do you think about what he thinks about you? Do you know that he loves you and truly cares about you? Do you know that he wants the best for you? Do you know that he wants, like, so much so that he sent his son to die for you? He sees your life as priceless. Do you know that he spent, he spent uh, time and thought when he, when he created you? You know that if you are a child of God, there is nothing you can do to take away his love from you. What do you think about that? Jesus came so that we would have peace with God. Point blank, like end of story, right? Not like until you mess up. No, no, no. He he knows. Not, well, unless you have this much sin piled up in your closet, right? No, no, no. He loves you still. So the peace we're talking about this morning is peace with God. The second way that this kind of manifests or shows itself is peace with ourselves. You know, we've all got a lot going on. Like our our lives as Americans in 2019 is super busy. 
We've got school, we've got all these relationships, we've got sports, we've got more school, we've got traveling on vacation, we've got technology that's always in front of us. We've got a lot of things that are going on and it makes our minds absolutely restless. Pile that on with all the stuff that we think about ourselves, right? The negative things that we think about ourselves. Well, okay, I hear that God is a creator, but I think he messed up on me, right? Every time you look in the mirror, you maybe wish that this was different and that was different. And man, if only. Or you think about your, your friendships and you're always like, man, I, just, I, I know that I said the wrong thing there, right? Or you think about school and, and if, if you don't get good grades and what's going to happen. And here's what I'm, I'm here to tell you is that Jesus came to bring you peace in all of that. So that in the end, when you're battling all those thoughts in your mind, you would remember, hey, no matter what I think about myself, here's what God says is true. Then when you're trying to find your uh, affirmation and, and all that you need in your friends and what they say about you or in the internet and what the internet thinks and says about you, that in the end, that you would come back and here's the place of peace for that is that it doesn't matter what they say or what they think about me. It only matters what God says about me. No matter what the chaos is that is going on in your mind, part of the reason that Jesus came was so that you would have peace with yourself. So that maybe some of you are like me and you beat yourself up over, over sin, right? I've had periods in my life where I just felt like I kept going back to the same sin, the same sin, the same sin. I, just, I would beat myself up over it mentally. And, and sometimes I would just be like, why? Why am I doing this? Right? Not to the point of like seriously hurting myself, but... I just was so frustrated with myself. But part of being able to have peace with ourselves is that you realize if I really do have peace with God, then he's already done everything that needs to be done to take care of my sin. So the peace that Jesus came to bring is peace with God, peace with ourselves, and then the continued overflow of that is peace with one another, peace with each other. That now we, we can start to live out the things that the Bible talks about. Loving one another. Actually forgiving one another. Carrying each other's burdens. That all the things about how the Bible and, and, and how Jesus and how the apostles talked about living with other people, that those things would start to happen. We can have peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace with others because of the peace that Jesus came to bring. So let me ask you this question, right? We could talk for a long period of time about all that stuff. Are you experiencing any of that kind of peace right now? Are you experiencing peace with God? Are you regularly like tasting and experiencing, man, I have this relationship with God and it's sweet. Are you experiencing peace like with yourself? In, in your own mind, and your own thoughts about yourself, and your own thoughts about your sin, and in any circumstance, are you able to find peace, like, just within your own self to be able to say, okay, I know that all this craziness is happening, but, but God's got it. I'm trusting him. He's made me this way for a reason, like, finding peace with yourself. And then are you living in peace with, with others? You know, or, or do you find yourself being the one who stirs up gossip and stirs up drama and, you know, you've always got something to say and maybe at school you're the one that people look at and they're afraid of, right? Like, or, or are you described as, no, when, like when that person comes in the room, man, there's just like, just feels better in here. Or like they're always so encouraging. Or, you know, I did something terrible to them, but they came to me really 
soon after that, and they told me they forgive me. What? See, Jesus came to bring peace so that we actually would be people of peace. So are you living in that right now? It's a hard question. If the answer is no, and I think in a lot of cases, at least in certain areas of our life, we could probably say, no, I'm not really experiencing peace there. I'm not experiencing peace here in my thought life or whatever it is. What do you do? How do you experience that? I think that in order to truly live in peace, like truly experience and walk in this peace, you actually have to spend time with the Prince of Peace. In order to experience God's peace, you actually have to spend time with the Prince of Peace. Because here's what I know happens. Like, again, we all would say, yes, that's true. Jesus came to bring peace. Okay, you probably could have said, like, yeah, well, peace because of my sin and, and maybe something about, yeah, he's called us to love one another, and I think that brings peace. Like, you could have said a lot of the things that I said this morning, but how many of us are actually living it? And here's why we're not. Because we lose focus way too easily of who the most important one in our life is. Jesus. There's so much that's happening in the world that's bringing the opposite of peace, right? Chaos. And, and we can so quickly get caught up in that and let that be the only thing that we focus on and the only thing that we live in. And just that, that's it. That's the only thing. Chaos. And so our minds become chaos. Our relationships become chaos. Even our relationship with God can feel chaotic when we've lost focus of him. So I'm going to invite you guys, and I just got a couple more minutes and then we'll be done. I'm going to invite you guys to start practicing over Christmas break, right? I'm not talking about, hey, uh, start practicing this when, when things start to click or start practicing this whenever you feel like it. But I'm, I'm saying you're about to have two. You got one more week of school, right? You're about to have two weeks off where for the most part, you're going to have a little more wiggle room than normal, right? You're going to have a little more decision over what you get to spend your time on. And I know you're traveling, and I know some of your parents, maybe they've already got a laundry list of chores for you to do, right? But, but I know that you can make time for what I'm about to say. And it's, it's this, stick with me, but a mentor of mine has challenged me to every day find oxygen, right? Find oxygen. Here's, here's what I, I kind of mean. Let's go ahead and put this picture up, right? An oxygen mask, right, if you've ever spent time on an airplane, one of the things they go through every time is something like this. I say some of these kinds of things, right? If something goes down, if the plane, like, starts to get crazy or whatever, oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling, and you need to make sure that you place the oxygen mask on yourself before helping small children or others who may need your assistance, right? We all need oxygen, and especially in a situation like this. So you got the, the lady putting the mask on, and then she helps little old me sitting over here in, uh, in my Santa chair again, letting my legs swing, right? But so here's why I'm saying this. If you want to experience the peace of God, you need to spend time with the Prince of Peace, if you want to have oxygen in order to live, you actually need to breathe in some air, right? And only then can you help others who also need this same air. Only when you experience the peace of God, right, by spending time with the Prince of Peace, will you experience peace with yourself and then as a result be able to offer peace to other people. How can you possibly, you know, we talked about having peace with others, right? How can you possibly hope to have peace with other people if you don't also have peace with yourself and before that, experience peace with God? 
You can't give somebody something that you don't already have. So, here's what it all boils down to. Are you spending time hanging out in the Word, in prayer, in creation? Whatever it looks like for you, wherever you connect well with God, are you spending time actually doing that? Because I'm convinced that 90-something percent of us know this to be true, and we are not living it out. We're not living it out. So you and I, this is what my mentor is challenging me with, you and I need to daily, weekly, and annually be going to God for oxygen. Daily, you need to spend, here's my challenge for you over Christmas break, okay? Spend 10 minutes a day. Sounds so big, but it's so small. 10 minutes a day. Put your phone away. Put the controller down. Get just, just with you and God, whether it's in your room or it's outside on the porch or whatever, wherever it is for you, 10 minutes a day spending time with the Prince of Peace. And don't worry about what it looks like. Just take away all the distractions and let it be you and God and see what happens. 10 minutes a day, daily, weekly is, hey, at some point during your week, like, you, you need to get a break from homework and, and sports and, and technology. Like, you, you need some place in your week regularly where your brain is, like, pretty much shutting off and shutting everything out and giving you a chance. I mean, there's so much we could talk about here, but giving you a chance to really Sabbath. Be intentional about that. And then annually, here's why I say annually, you're, you literally have every year as a part of your school system, you have two weeks carved out of the year for Christmas. We're not, we're not even talking about uh, summer yet, right? You have how, however many months of summer vacation. But where, where they've given you two weeks to rest. And my question over and over again is, are we making the most of it? Because you guys know the feeling of like getting to the end of a day on Christmas break and you're like, what did I do all day? Like, I'm so tired but I feel like I wasted a day. We're missing it. Can you find time during this Christmas break? I'm kind of asking you to do the two in one, right? You've got the annual built in. So will you take the weekly or the daily, sorry, just the 10 minutes a day with the Prince of Peace? I wonder what would happen if you and I started spending more regular, intentional time with the Prince of Peace. Here's what I think would happen is that our lives, our relationships, our minds, our hearts, that it would all start to be a little more peaceful. Jesus lived the most peaceful life of all time. And yet he encountered like some crazy things, right? But I think through it all, he, he, he was experiencing the peace of God. How could he not? He's God himself, right? So this is not to say that there will not still be some crazy things in your life that happen, but in the midst of them, you'll know it's true. In the midst of them, you'll remember who the Prince of Peace is. You'll still be spending time with him. And as a result, peace will be flowing out of your life as well. I wonder what would happen. I think that it would change you, that it would change us as a student ministry, that it would change your schools. Remember, I I think 90-something percent of people know this and are not living it out. What would happen if we started to live it? It could change everything. Let me pray for you this Christmas. Jesus, thank you for being the Prince of Peace. You came to bring us peace, not to experience in some far-off time that we call eternity, but, but you say over and over again that eternity starts now. 
that peace with you starts now, that peace with ourselves starts now, that peace with others starts now. Help us, myself included, to start living in that and to do that by spending time with you. God, let us be defined as people of peace. We are your kingdom kids. And we ought to be people who are reflecting your peace to the world. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.